Doug Tyrrell History and Comment is available on Google Podcast. Hello, friends. I'm Doug Tyrrell. It's Friday. This is History and Comment for November 18th, 2022. In the year 326, the first St. Peter's Basilica is dedicated in Rome. In the early 4th century, the formal Catholic Church is coming into vision. 1,300 years later, the new basilica is dedicated. This is the building that is in the Vatican today. It took 120 years to build. The building of the grand structure, and specifically its financing, was the root of Martin Luther's complaints. The Archbishop of Mance had debts to the church to clear, and he did that by selling indulgences. Roughly, three cents for $10, or for 50 we can get Grandma out of purgatory. The greatest practitioner, John Tetzel, traveled the country in what might be considered a medieval tent revival, selling indulgences, and raising a great sum of money from the peasants. Martin Luther took great issue with the doctrine, and especially the way it was being practiced across Germany. November 18th in 1307 is the reported day that William Tell shoots an apple from the head of his son. The entire tale is quite involved. Gessler was the would-be tyrant of the region. He had placed his hat on a pole in the town square and ordered the citizens to salute as they passed by. Tell and his sons were passing through the town and refused. Gessler intended to execute the pair, but was intrigued by the tales of Tell's skills with a crossbow. Before the tale is complete, Tell kills Gessler, sparking a Swiss rebellion. The Mark Twain tale, The Celebrated Jumping Frog of Calaveras County, is published in 1865. Election voting fraud has been an issue for many years. In the 1872 presidential election, Susan B. Anthony and 14 other women are arrested for attempting to vote. Time zones seem like a reasonable idea, but they are a modern invention, necessitated by the improvement in transportation and communications of the late 19th century. Prior to that, a sundial was perfectly fine to establish a time standard. The problem with a sundial is it reflects local time. Every 15 degrees of longitude is equal to an hour. Across the middle of the United States, that is 792 miles in rough terms, or 13.2 miles for each minute. Based on a sundial in a town 66 miles due east or west would have a time five minutes different. This was not an issue when you're traveling by horse and letters could only travel at that speed. But the invention of the telegraph and the railroads, the world got much smaller. In 1883, the American-Canadian railroads invent the concepts of time zones, where large bands are on the same time. The system is not perfect and is constantly being tweaked. Just in time for the Christmas shopping season, Brooklyn, New York toy maker names a stuffed bear in his window, Teddy, after the U.S. President, Teddy Roosevelt. That was 120 years ago. George Bernard Shaw receives the 1926 Nobel Prize in Literature for his work on Joan of Arc. Shaw was a devoted and outspoken socialist with a difficult personality. He refuses the prize money and his quote is saying, I can forgive Alfred Nobel for inventing dynamite, but only a fiend in human form could have invented the Nobel Prize. Mickey Mouse is 94 today. This is the anniversary of the short Steamboat Willie, the first fully synchronized sound cartoon. 
is actually the third appearance by Mickey and Minnie, but this is the day Disney considers his birthday. We talk of the Pacific Ocean and the Ring of Fire, but the Atlantic is not completely dormant. In 1929, a 7.2 submarine earthquake centered near the Grand Banks, southeast of Newfoundland. The shift breaks 12 Atlantic telegraph cables. The main span of the Golden Gate Bridge is completed in 1936. President Kennedy sends 18,000 military advisors to South Vietnam in 1961. Since 1954, the U.S. had involvement in the region, when a meeting in Geneva tried to bring the local and world powers together to find a solution to the regional strife. For 10 years, the U.S. props up the South Vietnam general, who was not a completely nice guy. The first push-button or touch-tone phone goes into service in 1963. More than just faster dialing, the new system allowed computer switching as opposed to electromechanical switches. How telephone calls are connected or switched is a truly remarkable feat of engineering and highly complex. FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover describes Martin Luther King Jr. as a most notorious liar. Now, neither man is a saint. King has his personal issues, and Hoover could be a long study, a one-man war supporting his concept of right. The phrase, don't drink the Kool-Aid, comes from the mass suicide or maybe murder that took the lives of 918 residents of the People's Temple in Jonestown, Guyana, on this date in 1978. The rise and fall of the group should be a case study of how gullible people will submit to a charismatic leader who voices a plan for an ideal society. The event culminated after Jones ordered the murder of California Congressman Leo Ryan, who had visited the compound at the behest of some family members who were living in his district in California. The Coptic Church is one that dates from the first century and the Apostle Mark preaching in Egypt. Similar but with a separate history and traditions to the Roman Church, there is some thought that the doctrine of the Trinity had its origins in Alexandria, Egypt. Ten years ago, the Coptics elect their 118th Pope. They consider Mark to be their first. Dr. David Jeremiah's radio program, Turning Point, today discussed the concept of integrity. This is a commodity that we strongly desire from others, but is one of the hardest to possess ourselves. He repeated the story that the word sincere comes from practices of Roman-era potters to mend broken vessels with wax, pass them off as intact pieces. In a short time, the customer would find the vessel leaked or fell apart. They had been taken by an inferior product and an unscrupulous vendor. The Latin term that came into vogue was Sinai Sera. Sinai for without and Sera or wax. The thought is our word sincere derives from that Latin phrase. The commandment thou shalt not bear false witness is often implied to mean blatant lying but it really extends far beyond that. Here again, let us apply the idea of natural law. Do not do what would offend you. I once witnessed an exchange between two parties where the one I did not know had in a manner been assaulted by the other. The offended party stated his case in a direct and civil manner, and he had a reasonable case. Then the other feigned sincerity and offered that he was sorry the other party was offended. Since that time, I was associated with the latter. He confessed in private that he had carefully crafted his response. He was sorry the party was offended, not for the actions that had offended. The two completely different phrases and intents. 
The one was fixing the issue with wax to get through the meeting. I began to see that person in a completely different light and shortly afterwards distanced myself from him. 30 years have proven my instincts correct. He had no integrity. We all want our dealings saturated with honesty and integrity. In order to assure that, we need to make sure that for our part, we are not fixing things with cheap, inferior wax. Twitter is having staffing issues today. The question might be, how is it that Elon is so difficult to work for at Twitter and not at SpaceX? Is he a different person, or is it the nature of the employees? The rumble from the soon-to-be-in-power Republicans is that the House will hit the ground running with the investigation of Hunter Biden. Now, Hunter Biden and the family, including the president, are terribly corrupt. There is little doubt that they have profited handsomely from Joe's positions. Folks, I would like to see the bad players on both sides cleaned out once and for all. But this is not the lead issue. We should not be playing tit-for-tat. To a degree, it relates back to the integrity point. Doing the right thing for the right reason. This is not it. Maybe a year down the road, but not in January. It is not the greatest issue facing the nation. How about border issues? Force the Senate and the President to show their cards on those issues. Officials at the Rosamont Gifford Zoo in Syracuse, New York, are proud of the new elephant calves born October 24th. The pair of male calves are the first successful birth of twins by an Asian elephant in the United States. Twins and elephants are less than 1% of births and often not successful. Syracuse is far enough inland to miss the great November snowstorm set for the lake region the next few days. Predictions are for lake effect snow in the 3 to 4 foot range. That's history and comment for the 18th day of November. I'm Doug Terrell. Now go do something worth remembering.